All right, Han, you thirsty? I am thirsty. Well, do I have a beer for you? Mmm. Welcome, everybody. You are in the bottle shop. My name is Steven. My name is Han. And we are a couple dudes who like to drink beer. Oh, that's a bit of a shocker to me. In case you didn't get the memo. Mm. And we've got a good one for you today. Straight out of North Carolina. We're looking at one from Heist Brewery called Thirst. I-P-N-A. Boop. Let's not waste any time. Han, crack that beer, please. All right. Damn. All right, dude, you good? I'm good. All right, man. Cheers. Cheers. That has aged surprisingly well. The flavor that I'm getting. Uh Uh-oh. Surprising. We're going to talk about that one. But later, it's time for my favorite portion. I'm talking about quick hit buck your seat belts let's go all right style this is an ipa arguably a new england style in terms of availability this is a semi-regular release meaning that you have to keep an eye out for it if you really want it it's clocking in at 6.5 percent abv and i paid 17.99 usd for four 16 ounce cans after conversion, that is $24.43 Canadian. Mm. My friend, mm-hmm. quick history. All right. The brewery, Heist, established in 2012, located in Charlotte, North Carolina, uh, sold in, as far as I understand, I think the eastern United States. If I'm wrong about that, then please correct me. Something like that. Sounds right. Yeah. Apparently, um, according to my friend who lives in Charlotte, you can't even really get heist in the stores there. You actually have to go to the brewery itself. So, Boo. That sounds like work. All right. Heist Brewing. Thirst. IPA. Talking about marketing and packaging. How does this can look? Han, how does it make you feel? Um doesn't really make me feel anyway i don't know i don't know how to feel about this one i will say that it's probably one of the more unique ones that we've had on the show so far um i don't think we've had a can that has artwork quite like this or in this style um but it does have sort of a cheapish look to it not to be too harsh yeah yeah it it really does they have this hot monster on all of their cans and um this one's no exception. I, I think it's okay. I yeah. I, I mean, yeah. I'm okay with it. I guess. Yeah. I mean, yeah. yeah. So yeah. yeah. And ladies and gentlemen, if you want to weigh in on how this can art looks, please go over to our IG. You'll get to see the can. You'll get to see the details, and you'll get to see what the beer looks like in a glass. At the Bottle Shop Podcast. IG. We're also on Twitter, but we don't do anything with that. We're also on Gmail. Send us an email. Yes. We're also going to be on uh, Netflix soon-ish. <laughs> Working that one out. Um, we're we're going to skip YouTube, go straight to Netflix. 
that's what the uh, the real content creators are doing nowadays, anyways. <laughs> and maybe we'll open up a TikTok. All right, Heist Brewing Thirst IPA. In terms of color, when you pour it out, it's gonna be yellow. Yellow for my people that aren't from Alabama. It's maybe a little strawy. Because it's a pseudo New England style, it is definitely hazy, but it's not quite like opaque. It's still a little translucent. I got a great head, nice and silky, and as I'm drinking it, it's leaving lovely lacing down the sides of the glass. Han, what about you? Mm. Um, I felt like I could have poured this a little bit more aggressively, but I did end up with a fairly nice head. Um, still a little bit remaining, and yeah, I see what you're talking about with the lacing as I'm drinking it, but otherwise agreed on your points. And um, I kind of fucked up because I poured every bit of the can into the glass, uh, and I got some of the yeast cake at the bottom. Ooh. It, into my beer so i'm gonna have to chew on that eventually uh it's it's all just flavor bro so this beer is hopped with el dorado comet and amarillo hops only one of those mean anything to me recently i did a five gallon batch of homebrew except I divided everything into one-gallon batches. I did everything exactly the same. The only thing I changed was the hop schedule. And in the recipe, I used all the same times, same amounts. I just did different hops. El Dorado was one of them. Huge learning experience for me. I can finally say that there's a hop on this show <laughs> that I kind of know what to expect out of. It's actually quite bitter, but it's very lemony. It, it it tastes, I swear to God, it tastes like lemon rind hmm. or candied lemon. So I'm going in looking or expecting that note. Comet and Amarillo, I, I know fuck all about those. I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> Bury your nose in there, man. Tell me what you smell. You know, strangely enough, I don't get a whole lot of anything other than alcohol and actually malt. Uh, a slight bitter quality to it but it's not i wouldn't consider it to be distinctive I, and i mean maybe because you said that um this beer isn't particularly fresh right as far as what we're drinking hang on a minute hang on a minute hang on a minute oh, these bastards didn't put it on the can boo that sucks as soon as this one hit the shelf i picked it up so it was fresh in May. Oh, okay. So this is actually it, r still relatively fresh then. It's not that old. I would say so, yeah. I mean, unless unless it took two months to get to my beer store, mm. which could, could be the case. Okay. I don't know. Um, yeah, for me, it's, it's like uh, predominantly mm. malt, actually. Kind of sweet smelling um, and alcohol for me. And again, like of like a bitter quality but nothing uh not the not something that i could pick out easily yeah i i agree with that man um surprisingly tame on the nose mm -hmm. 
taste. All right, so for me, um, in keeping with the New England style, it's very smooth. It's almost certainly got some lactose in it because of the mouthfeel. Uh, quite silky. Um, it's nicely sweet, which I've come to expect from IPAs now. I do get a citrus note. I do get maybe the barest hint of hop vegetation. It is not dank at all. It is bright, clean, and it's in and out. It doesn't linger. And surprisingly enough, um, it it, it drinks like maybe a 5% beer, in my opinion. It it drinks really easy. Uh, Han, what do you think? Um, I'm with you on most of that. I will say... um you know, in conversations we've had in the past, I know you've always remarked about if you age beers, sometimes it just end up tasting like raisins. I think this is actually the first time that I've experienced this, even though we're not sure if this is actually quote unquote aged uh, in any capacity, but I get malt sweetness up front, uh, a little bit of a a sour like tart note so i guess the citrusy quality is there um and then it's bitter but again it's i don't really detect the hot veggie quality to it um but yeah i'm getting mostly malt which is i think this is the first ipa i've had where i've really been able to detect that so it's interesting wow yeah what a day Mm. what a day breaking new ground here and i forgot to ask you what are you drinking out of nonic or jar the Nonic man. What about you? Uh, Sam Adams, perfect pint. Mm. Talk to me about the mouthfeel, man. Um, so I'm with you. Uh, it is actually f- pretty smooth. There's, you know, there's a little bit of carbonation there, so it's not like you're drinking, you know, like a nitro stout or something. But it's smooth. It's not going to be prickly. I would say in any capacity. Um, for me, it's. It's a, a little bit on the thicker side, so it's not like a a really truly easy drinking beer, but you know it's, it's not like coating my mouth like syrup or anything like that. So you know it's kind of an in between. What about you? Yeah, same. And um, I I do I want to talk about the balance of this beer because it's quite nice. Mm. It it is just bitter enough to balance out the sweetness up front, and it's just silky enough to make it not harsh mm. in my mouth. And I think that's a really good thing they have going. That's very well executed here. In terms of drinkability, I could all day this one, mm. which is kind of irregular for me in IPAs. I'm usually one or two and done, especially when they're thick like this, big fat beer. Uh, I could, I, I usually am one or two. I could probably do this all day. What about you? Mm. This is like a... Like a twofer, maybe a threefer for me. Um, if I was in the right mood, perhaps, I could potentially try to all-day this one. It, it sits in like a weird spot, though. Um, but I but I do agree with you in terms of the balance and kudos, I guess, to them for, for being an American craft brewery that made an IPA that wasn't just punching you in the mouth, you know? Which is what I was expecting. One hundred percent. Yeah, I was expecting that when I saw this, um, but it's but it's absolutely not that. So, um, 
gets a gets two big thumbs up from me for that. So yeah, and we've said it in the past on this show. We've talked about our opinions on the American craft brew scene in general. I think it's no secret that American craft breweries tend to go to the extremes for their yucks instead of making something that's insanely drinkable and very well balanced and nuanced. Mm. Maybe we're seeing a shift in the market. Hmm. Doubt it. (laughs) Okay. I got a question for you, man. Mm -hmm. You are on an IPA journey. I am. You have been trying IPAs out the ass. Mm -hmm. All right. Is this moving the needle for you? Um, I think it is a little bit, actually. Uh, Because, again, the balance is there. I'm getting qualities out of this beer that I'm not getting out of other IPAs that I've had. Um, So this is a really interesting one. Uh, I think the challenge will be now to find beers that are similar to this. Because, again, I would say probably, what, 95% of any IPA you're going to pick up in a store or try to brewery, it's going to be that typical, like, hit you in the mouth, you know? Just can hop monster that's just not going to let up. So, I don't know. This I'm hoping this isn't uh, a rare breed, but, but I guess we'll see. Yeah. Let me ask you, if I put this in front of you six months ago, how would you feel? Mm. You think you'd feel any different? You know, truthfully, I might um, because I do feel like my my palate is, is changing a little bit since I'm drinking more IPAs and I'm getting, you know, more out of them other than just the bitterness. So I do feel like if I'd had this six months ago, um, there's a pretty good chance that I might have only been picking up the bitter qualities of it rather than everything else. So I might not have liked it as much back then. Mm -hmm. Well, if nothing else, then this podcast is accomplishing its goal because I can say on my part, I'm the same exact thing with sours. Mm -hmm. I had to, I had to break down the same barriers, but when you get past that, then you can start getting the nuances Mm -hmm. and it seems we're on the same train, except I'm on the sour train and you're on the IPA train. So it's a weird and crazy world. 2020. Mm-hmm. Fucking nuts. Yeah. Yeah. Weird year for beer. Very weird. I have a question for you. And, you know, maybe just education for myself, for the listeners. Um, can you break down um, the differences between the different styles of IPAs? Oh, dude. Just a, you know, Cliff's note. little summary. Yeah. Um, let's start with the granddaddy. And we talked about this on the Sierra Nevada episode. Folks, if you haven't listened to that episode, go listen to it. It's a little bit longer, but it's worth the listen. Mm-hmm. There's some great information in there, and you might have a couple laughs. Mm. Um, that's West Coast style. That's what made the IPA famous in the United States, and then it just kind of spread everywhere else. That is the more bitter side, the more pine tree, the more harsh hop side of beer Mm. or hop forward beers um that's been kind of phased out here lately by hazy ipas hazy dank new england style double triple there's a there's a bunch of different ones right 
There's a bunch of different styles, and now now I'm seeing new ones like slush IPAs, <laughs> milkshake IPAs, which we're also going to do yep. this season. It's tough to keep on track. I think keeping it on this beer, the New England style, I think the hallmark of that style is it kind of it brought in for us the hazy and lactose mouthfeel. Mm. So that mouthfeel is always going to be a little bit more silky, mm. a little bit thicker. And New England styles are typically going to be more like juice and less like pine trees. So when I see a New England style slapped on a label, I'm thinking hazy right off the bat. I'm thinking lactose, so it's going to be on the sweet side. And I'm thinking and I'm looking for a juice bomb. Name, name your juice, man. Mm. Grapefruit, lemon, orange, tropical fruits, mango. That's what the hops are going to be showcasing right so in this case i'm getting orange and lemon juice with you know the hop bill Mm. in other cases you could get tropical fruits i know that's really popular right now um i am seeing almost nothing but hazy ipas now okay okay and does this one in particular differentiate itself to you from any of the other similar ipas uh, only in the sense that it's done really well with no frills. This is a no handlebars New England style IPA. It's insanely drinkable. It's juicy, but it's not a juice bomb. It's got a hop note. It's got a great malt note. It's it's just a plus. There, I mean, it, they're not putting lipstick on a pig with this one. You know what I mean? Mm, yeah. Yeah, and strangely enough, I, I actually completely understand when you say this is a no handlebar one because again it's not going to uh you know step on your face with with any particular flavor profile it's just all there in a nice 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 little harmony you know yeah i think i meant no training wheels did i say handlebar yeah but i agree with the no handlebar thing because when i think about it like i got my bicycle metaphors mixed up yeah, but when I think about handlebar, I think about a handlebar mustache and like hipsters, and they and they want like <laughs> those extreme and like fucking out there beers. So that's how I see it. Thanks for saving me on that one. Yeah, dude. <laughs> that, that was uh, that was well done. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Heist Brewing Thirst IPA. We ask this question on every episode, and we're going to ask it forever and ever, amen, in terms of value. Han, is there value in this beer for you? Yeah, there is. Um, because, again, it's it's something different that I've never had in an IPA before. It's really nice, so I would, I would happily uh, have this one again. What about you? There is a resounding yes from the Bottle Shop crew. There is value in this beer. I like the price point. I like the beer. Highly recommend it. Easy drinking. I don't know what else to say. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. And on that note, <laughs> ladies and gents, my non-binary crew, if you're out there, mm-hmm. we're going to have a shitload of episodes this season. All the beers are going to be, I think they're all going to be amazing. We're going to be releasing episodes a lot. I really recommend you stay tuned this season because there's going to be some gooders. Oh, yeah. I have a little bit left. Me too. So on that note, cheers, man. Cheers. Cheers.